Generation X Paranormal. Hey everybody, welcome back. Hey everybody. Hey, listen, we've got a we got a great show. Um, you know, we've got uh we've got another paranormal investigator, and it's always it's always wonderful to sit down with these guys and just kind of get a kind of get a read or a good beat on what they do. Um, you know, you, everybody you, has a different way of sure, you know, investigating and different um things to use to do it, mm -hmm. different sites that they've gone to. Right. So. And and it's almost like um it, you have these basic tools of the trade that everybody kind of does, but it really is kind of like an art form, I think, in a way. You know, you, mm -hmm. you, you, if you have that ability to be able to sit down or stand or whatever for hours on end in the middle of the night and be able to, to do what they do, I do really do think that's a bit of an art form. Absolutely. And everybody kind of has their own twist. So it's, um, yeah, it's great. Um, but listen, uh, it, we, we have, Jason Hessler from uh, Big River Paranormal on. Um, obviously, you've clicked on the on the picture, so you know who we're talking to. Um, but he, it, it's it's awesome because his group is a Taps family member. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know what Taps is, um, you know it's Ghost Hunters. It's it's their organization, um, and it's just one of those things that if you're into this thing, Taps is just one of one, you know who they you are. You know who they are. So. <laughs> Without further ado, let's go ahead and bring Jason on. Hey, Jason, how you doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing great. Hey, uh, listen, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for making some time for us. I'm um, pretty excited to have you on board. Uh, you know, just to, you know, you have such a great, uh, great organization there and what you guys do. So pretty excited to just kind of get things started. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, my name is Jason Hassler. I'm the director for Big River Paranormal in Portland, and we are Oregon's TAPS team. Oh, cool. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so with that, and I know that that may be a question that we had kind of set up. But yeah. What does it mean to be like a TAPS family team member? Right. Okay. So TAPS family, what that is, is from the Ghost Hunters TV show. Mm-hmm. They couldn't obviously get to every response that they were getting sure. from all over the world, actually. So right. they they created little teams in. We have teams in most states and you know, like uh, other countries, like uh, London, that kind of stuff has a team, I believe, and just different places around the world as well. Right. So if the show gets a uh, a, uh, what am I thinking here? A uh, case. That's the word I'm mm -hmm. looking for. Yeah, no <laughs> it's, it, I've been up for a while, so. Hey, it's yeah. us too. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> yeah. So uh, if they get a case and it's in our area, they send it to us to deal with. Okay. So that's what, that's kind of how we get some of our cases, but not a lot. Do you guys ever get a chance to work with them like directly or is it just, uh, just kind of like handed a case and you go from there. Um, not often. Uh, we do have like, there is like taps family reunions and stuff where we get to okay. go and meet with them and that kind of stuff. And like hang That's out for cool. like a weekend or whatever. To, like they do like certain haunted locations. Like, and I was supposed to do that, but well, in 2001, but 
COVID happened. So oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, there was the whole, that, wasn't there? <laughs> the whole COVID thing screws everything yeah, for everyone. I tell you. It sure did. Yeah, us yeah. too. So on that, I mean, how did you become interested in ghost or paranormal investigation? Was it something you started aside, you know, on your own? Or was it something that you kind of started with the uh, organization? Yeah, I mean, I've always been a person that, like, questions everything. So, like, growing up, you know, going to church and stuff with my grandmother, I always was like, I don't believe this. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. like this is crazy. You right. know, so so I've always tried to find answers for myself on, on the afterlife and what, what happens when you die. And right. so, you know, I had some experiences as a child with, uh, which I thought, like as a child, like this must just be my imagination kind of thing. But, you know, I've spoke to family members, my brother and stuff, and he saw the same kind of things when we were kids. So kind of that cooperation. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of, it's kind of how a lot of us, I think, kind of get into this is that I know for myself, I was pretty skeptical as well. Um, but, but, you know, one thing after another, and then you start seeing things and then the people that are with you see the same thing. Yeah. Um, and then you start going, well, there's got to be a little bit more meat on the bone than what, than, than what we see, because it's just it's just too much out there that, you know, that that everybody sees either at the same time or at some point, you know, they they all can cooperate at least some kind of experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So I know you're. The name of your is Big River Paranormal, correct? Yes. And you're based out of several different states, aren't you? Well, see, we have a team in, in Idaho, a couple, two teams in Idaho. One's in Boise, and I think the other's in North Idaho. And then we have our team in Portland, which we cover, like, southwest Washington and all of Oregon. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So how many members are in your your actual team? Let me think here. We just had some added. I think we have 11 or 12. Oh, wow. So that's a pretty good sized team. Yeah. But then again, you do cover. I would imagine trade off here and here and there yeah. if everybody can't meet, make it. Yeah. And especially... It works out pretty good because like not everybody is available all the time. So, right. you know, it works out pretty good that, you know, people can make it when they can, can and they can, you know, it's always good. Sure. And I would imagine you guys have, uh, uh, obviously... Nobody has this as a permanent job unless you're unless you're somewhere you know you got like Discovery <laughs> Channel knocking down your door or something. But that, uh, that would be nice. But no, right? yeah. Yeah. we all have day be. jobs for sure. Yeah. In fact, yeah. somebody asked me one day. They were like, "Why do you guys always investigate at night?" And I was like, "Because we have day jobs." That's right. <laughs> That's right. You know, it'd be nice to you know go out and investigate when the sun's still out, but you got to pay yeah. the bills. You know. So right. I even remember, like, since we're talking about taps, you know, Jason and Grant started yeah. out, weren't they? Like, the plumbers, plumbers right? weren't they? Yeah, they were plumbers. Yeah, the Rotor, I think yeah. it was. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yes, obviously, were. We're, we were huge fans, still are. From um, the beginning. From the yeah. beginning. Um, that, and I think that's kind of when we first started noticing a few things. It was kind of one of those where it just hit kind of a, a stride when everybody, I think, was kind of looking for some answers. So it was... It's definitely a great show, but uh, it's awesome that you have that uh, that connection with them. So, that's yeah, pretty cool. It is pretty cool. I actually got to meet him. What was it last year? He came out to Oregon so to, for an event. So I went over and got to talk to him a little bit. So Jason, and anyway. that was Jason. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah, I, they had such a great dynamic. Um, you know, there were a lot of guys that were on there before that were just kind of wild. But yeah, it was, it's a good show. 
Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, aside from that, so being a TAPS, a TAPS family member and you do cases through them, do you um, kind of explain to me if you don't, if you have a second, how does Big River Paranormal get cases? Like, how does that happen? Do you, do you reach out to people? Do people reach out to you or is it just through TAPS? How does that work? Yeah, so we'll get some cases through TAPS and then being, I'm the case manager for our team as well. So mm-hmm. I will go around to places that I've heard of rumored activity and talk to them about getting in, that kind of thing. And then we have people contact us, just find us on Facebook or online and that kind of thing for residential type stuff. We don't ever approach a residential. Like we don't knock on somebody's door and be like, hey, yeah. I think your house is on it. Can we come in? <laughs> That'd be a tough sell, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, maybe. I mean, like some people would be like, yeah, but like, you know, you don't want to scare people. I think the the goal is to actually make people feel comfortable, not not scare them. Yeah, and I'm originally from the West Coast. Um, we're in the Midwest now, but um, I've been up the Pacific Northwest a few times, and uh, you know, it, it's so it's such a beautiful area. And then, but when it's raining, you definitely feel that like, yeah, you know, that sort of you know, you get that that landscape and that feeling of you know, if something was haunted, you. It'd make it pretty spooky. <laughs> yeah, we only yeah. get that for about two weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here for for fall, we get it for two yeah. to three weeks, and then it's it's winter. Yeah, it, it just started to rain here last week or earlier this week, and I think we'll probably be rain for maybe till July. Yeah. 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 Well. Yeah, I was actually in Bremerton. Uh, I was in the military for a while, and I was there for three months. And uh, I think it, I think it was sunny for about a week, maybe, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but that's okay. It was a good time. But anyway, <laughs> um, so you're in Portland, right? Uh, is that where you're located at? I live in Vancouver, Washington, which is right across the bridge from oh, Portland. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's not too far. Yeah, I'm kind of familiar with that area. So I have to ask, because it's always been one of those things that I found so fascinating is the Shanghai tunnels. Did you guys do any kind of investigation down there at all? I actually haven't. Okay. And the reason is I don't really like to go on investigations that are public investigations where you have to pay uh, to go in. To, gotcha. It, it's, you know, the chances of actually having fun are, I mean, if it's entertainment, yes, but it, as right. far as like finding anything paranormal, you're not going to with a bunch of people. Cause you always have that one drunk guy that shows up too. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've seen him. Yeah. We, we understand that. Yeah. We've done a couple, we were with at Missouri state penitentiary and yeah. that's, yeah. you know, we've been several times, but now we have, he caught a picture yeah. and we have heard things, but it was at a quiet moment when everybody yeah. had to be quiet. Right. Other yeah. than that, you've got teenage girls screaming mm. and this and that, you know, yeah. and guys poking the girls to make them scream. And <laughs> it's like, come on now. Yeah. To actually do something here. Um, but I do find the Shanghai tunnels awfully interesting because, um, and for our listeners, if you don't know what that is, um, Portland has a, a really kind of neat, elaborate uh, basement type situation going on with some of the businesses. And is it the downtown area? It's more towards yeah. the, the port, right? Yeah. There's, some, you know, honestly, it's all over Portland. There's a lot of places they don't tell us about where they is <laughs> sure. public and, one of the places that I was looking at was a uh, old comedy club in Portland that had to shut down because of uh, COVID and let's just say it's not a nice area anymore. So um, he couldn't get people to come down there to see right. shows. Yeah. But I did go check that place out and uh, it did have a 
the basement was really cool. He was showing me where like they had like they found all sorts of stuff when they were digging it out for the tunnels and they had like like drug paraphernalia from way back in the day, you know, like opium and stuff. Oh yeah. Wow. The old opium den yeah. type thing. Yeah, that's wild. Well, yeah. I know that I think there was a pizza place if you if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's kind of the more well-known one, no, I think. I believe it's called Old Town Pizza. Yeah. yeah, Old Town Pizza. That's right. And um, I hear that that's pretty active down there because of, uh, I guess there was, so being shanghai which, I mean, it's pretty awful to say because it's very, <laughs> con- it's very, very so, racist in a yeah, way. Yeah, it's but, sort of racist, yeah. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> I hate that. We'll just say the tunnels um, yeah. or the catacombs, uh, people would get sent in there and then, or I think there were like drop, like traps and stuff and people would fall through and then they'd sell them off as indentured servants and some people would die and really, yeah, I get, yeah, they'd serve them cause they'd pick them up at the bars. They'd wait till they got really drunk and then I guess they'd kidnap them and they'd wake up on a ship. Yeah. Halfway, halfway to China. Oh, <laughs> they sold them for, yeah. in, you know, indentured servitude. I've never yeah. heard of this before. It's pretty wild. It sounds yeah, pretty I, awful. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's certainly not a way you would want to uh, spend the rest of your life. But, um, but anyway, I've always found that interesting. I just didn't know I, I, when I when Nicole told us you were coming on and you were in Portland. I'm like, oh, I got to ask him about that. That's always been something I've <laughs> mm-hmm. I've been kind of interested in. So yeah, well, that's interesting that that's in Portland because I think aren't there like underground streets in Seattle as well? Yes. My mom Seattle. visited there and she told me about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Seattle does have an underground tour, and yeah, I haven't done mm-hmm. that one either, but I need to. Yeah. 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 Hmm. I mean, That's eventually, eventually I'll go check out the tunnels in Portland, but it just, especially this time of year, I imagine around Halloween time, it's pretty crazy. Oh yeah. 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 Absolutely. This is not the time you go to do that stuff. <laughs> no. Everybody's doing it yeah. at once. <laughs> of course. Yeah. <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit about the equipment that you use and, and how yeah. some of it works? Sure. So what we do is very basic. So, I use audio and video recorders and that's pretty much it outside of uh, doing like baseline readings for high EMF and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so what we like to do is we like to go in and try to find a logical explanation for what's the client is experiencing. Right. Most, most of the time we can do that. And then sometimes we find stuff we believe could be paranormal or can't explain. And that's, right. so I would say maybe, Two percent of the time we find something really good, but you know that's it's worth it. All the work you find something, oh, sure. you're like, wow. And that I think that's so. And I would imagine that's the case with a with because you know having watched the show with ghost hunters and stuff. But um, I would imagine that kind of rings true for a lot of their taps families. That not only do you do the investigation, but you know you offer some kind of. Uh, some kind of help of some sort. You just don't, yeah. uh, yeah. Uh, yeah we and, don't like to leave them hanging. Well, right. yeah. I mean, it's so funny cause we would watch some of these shows and, and, and I'm not saying on ghost hunters or anything, no, but other paranormal, other paranormal shows <laughs> where they're, yeah. they walk in and they do this big elaborate thing and they, you know, they show these, the videos, you know, always at the end, the big reveal where they got a camera, you know, yeah. they got a laptop sitting there and go, 
yeah, we caught this, we caught that. That might be a demon. And yeah. by the way, <laughs> we'll we're we're rolling out. And uh, good luck with that. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> yeah. and you should probably move. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah you should probably move. <laughs> and that's always somewhat frustrating for me because you know, um, and and one of the things with the Big River Paranormal uh, that I was reading on the website is that obviously you guys don't charge. That's correct. And um, you know, it's. It's almost leads to that feeling of servitude. You know, you've got the uh, you've got the paranormal part of it, but you know, in the end, I found a lot of people who do this have a at least that feeling of servitude to help their fellow man and or man woman, whatever you, yeah. whatever you want to go. But um, but it's just a way to to complete that cycle, and I, I would imagine that's kind of how big uh, Big River Paranormal feels as well. Correct? For sure. Yeah. There's you know, for me, there's there's two sides to this. Um, some people want to go ghost hunting, which is they want to go out and get scared and that kind yeah. of stuff. Mm -hmm. And they're not really looking for answers or anything like that. They're just looking to scare themselves and for entertainment. But for us, it's, you know, we do, we prefer to call it paranormal investigating where we go in and we're not looking to be scared. We're actually looking for the opposite. We're looking very much to find a logical explanation instead of, Hey, it's a demon. Right. Yeah, because it's never going to be a demon, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was imagine that most of it is, you know, logical explanations or right. just yeah. regular, regular I a, spirits. I had yeah. a lady call me one day and she said, "I have a demon in my apartment." And the only thing I could say was like, "What did you do? <laughs> <laughs> what do you got going on? Just don't feed it, <laughs> right?" Well, I think people just get so scared, and then you know, there's the religion aspect, you know. Yeah. If, if it's something, it's got to be a demon automatically. Right. And I think that plays a big part, I would assume. Yeah. That's just my opinion. Yeah, yeah religion does play a big part, but I'm non-religious, so I don't believe in demons. But I, I do believe there are negative spirits out there, but I believe it's because there's negative people. You know, if you're a jerk in life, you're probably not going to be much different when you die. Sure. Right, right. Which which kind of – it's funny you say that because it leads me into a question that – um that I've kind of always wanted to ask uh, someone who does a lot of, you know, paranormal investigation. You know, I know that uh, we're very similar to you. We try to find a very middle of the road, you know, hey, it's more than likely Occam's razor. This is what it is. It's not, you know, anything outlandish. But I also know that there's oftentimes that there are things that, that, that doesn't suffice. There's something, something else going on. Do you or your organization, do you reach out to for the family or, or at request to like clergy and stuff like that to to come and assist or, or how does that work for you guys? Yeah, we can do that. We don't have anybody on our team that does like cleansing or psychics or anything like that. But I do know a lot of people with different it depends on what the client wants. Like if the client right. said, hey, we recently had a client that said, hey, do you know anybody that could smudge the house? So. I do actually know somebody who's native and she does that kind of thing. So I called her in and she came in and to me, it's if the client feels like it helps them, then it does. Right. So, right. you know, yes. like regardless if it, it's, you know, whatever, whatever religious beliefs they have, you know, they, if they need to go to church, need to pray about it, they need to have their, their preacher come in or whatever. If, if they believe in their mind, it helps them, then, then it does. Right. And I, I would agree 100% in that, you know, because... Puts them at ease at right. least. Yeah, which is the goal. Right. Exactly. So I've got to ask, you know, we maybe a couple, three or somewhere around there. Uh, I know that anonymity is important because, you know, you have clients, but 
Yeah. If you could kind of run down a, a couple of your of your more favorite investigations or things that that it wasn't that ninety eight percent thing that was pretty easy <laughs> to explain. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. One of my favorite places to investigate is the old Idaho State Penitentiary in Boise. Okay. In fact, our Boise team, they, they run uh, public investigations there. So oh, cool. once a year, we get to have a team only investigation where it's just our teams and we get together and we, I mean, it's a big place we get to uh, investigate. And that place is, you can definitely find some stuff there. Like you'll be uh, walking through and you can hear like people up in the, in the, uh, sells up like three, four, you know, rows up and you know, nobody's up there, but you can hear people walking around and that kind of thing. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Something so about a, those state penitentiaries. Ours is the same. Yeah, <laughs> it was kind of weird. Cause it wasn't what I expected it to be. When I first, I expected walking into a prison, it was going to be dark and sad and, and heavy. Mm-hmm. What it really wasn't, it really had like a home feeling to it. But then I started mm. to realize it's because it was home for a lot of people. They weren't going home. That's what it was going to yeah. be for them. So they just made the best of it. And That makes sense. That's a yeah. fantastic point. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's true. Yeah. I'd love to say that of Missouri State Penitentiary, but it, <laughs> it is does not have that feeling. feeling. From home you're <laughs> get. Um, no, it, it does have that dark, yes. creepy feeling. Yes. It's, um, it, it is something else, but, um, so with the penitentiary, um, do you guys do, I would imagine they have public tours, stuff like oh, that. Do you yeah. do kind of like a, like a personalized tour? Does somebody take you through it? I would imagine if you yeah. guys are there and you've been there several times, you probably have kind of a, an end, so to speak. Yeah. So what, basically what they do for the tour is they, they do have a guide and we, they break off into different teams because each, because they'll be like 10 people for team and they'll go to different buildings and move around and stuff. Um, so they have a person that will talk about the history of, of the area, like the building and some may talk about some of the prisoners that were there and that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Maybe cool. some of the crimes they committed and, you know, some of the things that happened on death row, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So do you guys do, okay. You mentioned you have uh an audio recorder. Do you, do you also do like the uh, rim pods and stuff like that? Or is it just, yeah. we, we will occasionally use like the rim pod or a spirit box, but that's mostly for entertainment purposes. Cause there's yeah. no scientific background backing on any of those. And it, so for me, like I've had some interesting responses on the spirit box and that kind of stuff, but there's no way to say, Oh, that was, that was a ghost for sure. Right. Yeah. So I gotta, I gotta be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we are, we're believers. Of course we, we, we know we've seen some things we've been, I myself have caught things, Nicole's caught things. Mm -hmm. And we like to think that we keep things pretty, pretty low key for the most part, but you know, this geo port thing. Um, and I don't know if you're familiar with with what that is, but I guess it cycles through a bunch of different words or just kind of like a verbal salad of things. And then every yeah. once in a while it'll pipe in the name, which or a word, which I never hear by the way, but they, they somehow pull it out of there. Um, is it, is it kind of your, your practice that something like that really isn't that effective as a tool? Yeah, we would use it for a uh, actual investigation. It, if somebody like on one of our public tours brought something like that, we might play with it for entertainment purposes, but that would mm-hmm. be it. Right. right. Yeah. 
Okay. I think it would be hard to identify anything. I I know at least on the shows that you watch, I never there. I think there's only been two times that I heard what they said that they heard. Yeah. (laughs) Otherwise, that's like, how could you possibly? Yeah. You know, with all that coming out, I don't know. I I don't watch any of the paranormal shows, and I shouldn't say that being affiliated with Taps, but I don't watch them for two reasons. One is. I get jealous of the locations they get to go to. <laughs> sure. Us too. Us yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and two, I watch it and go, "That's not how this works." Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, it's for entertainment. For right. sure. Yeah. Yeah. They got to sell tickets, so to speak. They got to put, right. you know, they got to sell advertising dollars. So there has to be something yeah. there, you know, to I mean, for someone to come back to. Let's be honest, if they aired actual paranormal investigations on TV, nobody would watch. They're mostly just a bunch of people in the dark sitting around calling their body functions out. So that doesn't sound like <laughs> something on the recorder, you know? Right. Yeah. Oh, it's funny you mentioned that because sometimes, you know, you'll watch um, one of the one of the shows where they do like a three hour live something. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's always one of those where it's like there's three hours and nothing happened, at least yeah. the ones that are you know, for the most part being as upfront as possible, you know? Um, and, and, and one of the shows that we do like a lot is kindred spirits. We do, we do enjoy Amy and, and Adam and we, we think they're really good, but, but what, they were a part of the taps team. Right. They, they were a part of the yes. taps team, mm-hmm. yeah. but I always, I always really like their, their approach because sometimes they don't get anything and that's okay. You mm-hmm. know? So that's actually preferred most of the time, like to find yeah. out, you know, like, okay, they're in, you're never going to find anything bad. And that's what TV sells that it's demonic or mean, or it's going to scratch you and hurt you. And I've never ran into that. That's good. That is good. It's comforting. (laughs) You know, Um, we'd react to something like that. Do you find in the cases where you, where there is that question of not, not a hundred percent sure what's going on. Do you find it more residual or do you find it more, um, more intelligent. You know, I've run into more intelligent type hauntings where like through like EVPs and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've gotten some pretty good EVPs. I don't know if you were able to check out the website or any of our EVPs on there, but we've got some pretty good. No, oh, really. I'll have to there. go yeah, back and look. Sure. I didn't know that was on there. Yeah. I yeah. didn't either. I must've missed that. Yeah. Um, it, there's a section that says investigations and then I'll, you can pick from Portland or Boise and all that. Okay. Other teams. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, Speaking of the website, um, could you give us a little bit of an idea of what Big can't talk today, Big <laughs> River Paranormal, uh, kind of how it was started, a little bit of the history, and and you know you mentioned Boise, and you mentioned um, Portland, obviously where you're at, but can you give us kind of a of a rundown of what the organization is like? And yeah, know? it's been it's been several it's had several different names. It's recently like within I would say Big River's been the name for about. Seven years, and it, there were several different names before. As they they kind of adapted to different things, they had they did have like a team in Germany, I believe. So there was it was like international reporting. So they had to change that when we when that person moved back to the United States and that kind of stuff. But uh-huh. Marie is our executive director. She's the boss lady, and she uh, runs a pretty tight ship with us. So she make <laughs> she makes sure that. Uh, we're doing what we're supposed to do because we have different, because we're taps, we have standards to like, right. We have to do our investigation a certain way. We have to have our review done within 
a certain timestamp and, and it needs to be done. And if not, because there's nothing worse than going into an investigation and not doing the review. A lot of people just do, they don't do the review. Really? <laughs> Yeah, that seems kind of counterintuitive. Yeah. I would think. <laughs> yeah, I've talked to a lot of other teams, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we'll get to it." Like, like that's it is one of the what people don't realize is how intense investigation can be when you because you have to do the history of the location and 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 then review takes. So if you have a four hour investigation, you have two two or three recorders two or three video, you know, that takes a long time to get go. Cause if you have four hours of audio to do, that's more like eight hours. Cause you're going to stop and go back and yeah, it's. And I would imagine you, like, I always look at that, like, especially when the ghost hunter started, they would hear it. I'm like, how do they hear that? Like you have to have see, a keen eye to see I'm, it. And like, I can hear an EVP, but I'm absolutely terrible at telling you what it says until somebody else tells me. I think it says right. this, and then that's all I can hear. Right. Yeah. Right. Same for me. Yeah, I'm like, I would be terrible, terrible at that part. You're like, there's definitely a voice there, but I have no idea what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. So that's that's interesting because I'm I'm sure some of the listeners don't realize that you know for every EVP for every video you know. That's somebody sitting down and listening that entire length of that of that mm -hmm. recording or that video trying to spot that. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of and that's we get teammates that'll come on because they've watched too much ghost adventures or something in there <laughs> and they come on thinking that that's what it's gonna be like, and then it's like, no, actually we're gonna have you watch this video for the next three hours, and they're like, This isn't yeah. fun. And then we don't see them anymore. <laughs> All right. Well, not, yeah, not not many things are like ghost adventures. Yeah. Right. Thankfully, we can be thankful yes. it's not. Yeah. Yes. Otherwise, we'd all be possessed and we'd all uh, be going. Yeah. 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 You know, I uh, I know there's an audience for it. I know that it's it's wildly popular. It's just not. It's, it's theater. Yeah. It, it is. It, what it does is makes my job really hard. Yes. Yeah. I would imagine that's the case. When I propose investigations to certain locations, that's what their thought process is. That's what they've seen. Right. They think that's who we are. They think we're going to come in, cuss out their ghosts and leave. Right. <laughs> we're just I try not, not to laugh, but I've yeah. seen that episode several times. Yes. Yes. You know what he's talking about? Yeah. Okay. I mean, you yeah. just don't do that. Like to me, like even if, we're in the prison and we're talking to, we believe we're talking to a spirit of somebody that was on death row, a horrible person. They did yeah. horrible crimes. I'm still going to talk to them. Like I was talking, like they were standing there physically in front of me with that kind of respect. Right. I would because, say that's probably wise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. And that's probably why I've never had anything come home with me or right. anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. I always worry about that. Cause you know, you watch, you watch some of these shows or you just, you know, or you've ever been on a, an investigation and people are trying to instigate and trying to, uh, you know, trying to get something to happen. And I guess to me, I'm always like, you know, I don't know how, how it's smart so that is. So disrespectful. It, yeah, like, that, I think it is effective, but do you really want that response? Right. right. Well, even the nicest person, if someone comes in like, in human form and is like cussing me out and yeah. saying, you know, try this. 
even the nicest person is going to react in not a nice way. So then, you know, and then they get labeled forever that this is a terrible, per- you know, was a terrible person. They're hateful. Right. I think that, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's we, wrong. we never provoke. That's just, it's unnecessary. Mm-hmm. I mean, I we'll ask think... leading questions, but we were not going to sure. provoke. Yeah. Right. 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 And I think leading questions and, and, you know, open-ended questions, that's, that's just part of investigation, even interrogation, anything you're trying to elicit. Yeah. A conversation mm-hmm. provoking is like trying to punch somebody in the face that isn't there. And then right. be careful what's going to happen later. Right. It is kind of funny. Sometimes when you listen back, like I was at a place called the Walker Ames house in Port Gamble, Washington. And I was, uh, I asked, can I take your picture? And of course we took pictures all night long. So mm-hmm. when listening back, I clearly get a male voice telling me no, and so now I owe somebody an apology. You know? Right. <laughs> Sorry. Like, Oops. Yeah. That's, That's hilarious. Funny. Yeah. Like, well. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, so if I understand that you also do like public, um, I guess I wouldn't, I don't want to say ghost hunting, at least investigation, paranormal investigations. What, what do you guys do? Like, what's kind of the, how, how does that process work? Yeah. One of the things we like to do is educate the public on paranormal. So we'll go and we'll show the equipment that we use and talk about how we investigate in the proper way of doing it ethically and morally correct and hope that they learn something from that. Because we all, before we knew what we were doing, went out in the cemetery in the middle of the night and, <laughs> you know, Mm-hmm. We shouldn't have been out there. We didn't have permission. We, you know, like we're just wandering around some, you know, people do it all the time. Still, they sure. go on YouTube and they go to cemeteries or abandoned buildings and stuff. And mm-hmm. so yeah. we, we like to preach to people that like, that's not the way to do that. If you're going to do it, do it correctly, get permission to go. And, right. and then, right. then we should, then we take them with us into locations and, and let them watch or even assist with the, how, how we do things. That's good. That is really good. Yeah. yeah. So, you basically, you kind of have a, an investigation that you do at that time and it's, it's up to them or whether you want to bring them along with that investigation or have at least some kind of input in it. Yeah. Sometimes we have a, uh, so we'll set up public investigations that look at certain locations that want us to, for like, they want to raise some money or something for like We had a, uh, a Masonic launch in independence, Oregon, and they had us, come in and do a, a fundraiser for them where people paid to investigate with us and the money went to the lodge and okay whatever. that's neat yeah yeah that's that's a good idea masonic lodge huh how would it how did that go i'm, I'm always curious to that because there's so much i don't know there's so much intrigue and so much mystery and something like that i would have always imagined something like a masonic log is lodge is being rather rather eventful that one specifically isn't super eventful. It's a cool location. It's a very awesome building and there's definitely spirits there, but I don't think they like to communicate that much. I think they're just kind of like, guys, leave us alone. Still yeah. living in secrecy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that might really truly like, what are you guys doing in our space? You know, that. Right. Right. That makes sense. Especially like, you know, back in the day, they probably didn't have women in in there much when they're doing in their ceremony rooms and that kind of stuff. And right. You know, I'm like, 
there's two guys on our team. Everybody else is female. So like we. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I mean, that. That would make a difference. That certainly would make a difference. And that is something that you have to think about on investigations. And a good friend of mine, William Becker, he's a local psychic. He, I get to pick his brain quite a bit. And one of the things he, he took me to a place called the Irma Tinger house in Oregon city. And that it's, I don't know if you've heard the story about how Portland, the city of Portland got its name, but there was a guy no. from Boston and a guy from Portland, Portland, Maine. And they oh. were, they each wanted to name the city after their city. So they flipped a coin and that's how Portland got the name. <laughs> I really? did not know that. By and the that, flip of a coin. Yeah. yeah. So that the Irma Tinger house is supposed to be where that actually happened. Okay, cool. So we were there one day and he was giving me a tour of the place and showing me around and telling me about the spirits there and whatnot. And, and he told me that here I show up and I baseball hat, you know, and he's like, <laughs> people from that era wouldn't talk to you if you walked in their house wearing a hat. Oh, yeah. He's right. Good point. Custom. And, pe and people wouldn't talk to you if you walked in and used their first name back then either. Everybody was Mr. and Mrs. by their last name. And it, so it's those kind of things you have to think about when you're doing investigations as well. Like who yeah. are you trying to talk to and, and what right. would be the cultural things that would be appropriate to make them comfortable in that with actually that communicating makes total with sense. you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that absolutely makes sense. I wouldn't imagine that, especially like if you're, you know, you watch a lot of people going to like the Borden house or something yeah. like that, you know, mm -hmm. very Victorian age. So you wouldn't go in there you know, like, yo, what's up? You know, yeah, <laughs> trying to listen to a response because yeah, they'd be like, "What's wrong with these people?" You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> if you do that with Lizzie Borden, she may just very well tell you what's up. Yeah, that's not very good. Maybe you don't want to know what's up. <laughs> yeah, maybe you don't. So that's funny being in the Pacific Northwest with the weather and kind of the geographical, the geographical uh, mountains and and regions of that nature. Do you find that that impacts at least activity in any way, shape or form? Because you always hear about, you know, weather and lightning and things like that. Sometimes kind of, I know you're not provoking, but at least giving energy to things that, that need it. No, I don't know that I've experienced that myself, but you know, the thought process is that, you know, like electrical sort of like lightning and that kind of stuff would, they could draw energy from that and, people are able to communicate, but that just like lots of times you'll go into a location with fresh batteries in your recorder and then all of a sudden it's dead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, that seems to be pretty widespread. You know, you see that a lot in investigations. It does happen and, a lot. Which yeah, means and, either my investigator that lied to me about changing the batteries or. <laughs> <you know. laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I do remember I, I remember some things from college, not a ton, but you know, um, the one thing I remember and I believe is in physics when they said that, that earth always has the same amount of energy, no matter what, nothing gets added, nothing gets taken away. It's always the same amount. And it I always find it interesting because a lot of uh, skeptical people will say, well, they'll get, they'll kind of give me that as a, as a hard stop. Well, you know, there's no way there could be an entity because how could they have the energy? And then you're like, okay, well explain the fact and you know, you get an entire crew of people go in with f fresh batteries yeah. and they're, you know, they're all drained within a, you know, a 15 minute window when it should have been, you know, hours of battery life. Yeah. And I would say that happens a lot, 
not just like every once in a while. I mean, that happens probably every other investigation. Right. Really? Wow. Same with like light bulbs. I, I know that yeah. a few of the places that we've been to. Um, well, yeah. Our own experiences. Our own experiences. <laughs> yeah. Where you'd flip on a light bulb and then it'd shatter in a million pieces. Because, I, you know, I've always taken that as it's it's kind of taking that energy and that charge to for manis, to manifest. Yeah. And, you know, there are people who will be like, hey, you can take my energy. And I mean, you see that on some of the shows. And I don't mm -hmm. ever recommend doing that because I don't know what the repercussions of that are. Right. You never yeah. offer yourself up. Well, I mean. That's, that could be I mean, really bad. Yeah. I mean, I do have team members that will be like, hey, you can touch me or touch my hair. You can't hurt sure. me or whatever. We were right. in a uh, place called the uh, Starry Night Inn in Seaside, Oregon. My daughter and I, who's my assistant director, we were actually doing a public investigation. People paid to stay there and they would uh, to investigate with us. And we're all sitting downstairs and Mariah, my daughter, she says, feel free to mess with the people in room four tonight, which was the room we were staying in. I was like, hey, speak for yourself. <laughs> right. so, I don't think so, I signed up for this one. Yeah. So a little while later, she went up to use the restroom and I'm like, where did she go? Like, she's been up there quite a while. And all of a sudden my phone goes off and she says, could you come let me out of the bathroom? Well, the door of the bathroom in that room is slides open instead of opening like a normal door. It's a sliding door. Okay. So she'd gone in there after saying that, used the restroom, and then something had slid a chair behind that door so it would not open. Wow. And nobody wow. was upstairs. Yeah. So we're like, wow, this is really awesome. And the guests yeah. were yeah. like, I think it's time for bed. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> we're like, wait a minute. We're this is just getting started. This is the fun part. This, you know, like a lot of right. people realize uh, that's exactly what we're looking for. Yeah. The the hair on your neck standing up, it, it stands up, but that's what you're right. That that's yeah. why you paid the ticket. That's what you that's, came in to see. Yeah. That's a significant one. Yeah, that's pretty Yeah, it, it was pretty cool. Yeah. And we we still joke about it all the time. Every time we go to a place, I'm like, you can offer yourself up, but not me. And it's also because I wear a hat quite often and I'll be doing review and I'll hear her always. If I'm in a different room telling, Hey, why don't you go in there and knock that guy's hat off in the other room? Like, Wait a minute. Has it ever happened? It hasn't. Unfortunately, I'm waiting for it. One day, yeah, one day, one day. <laughs> like, where'd my hat go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So, where, where, what are you up to late? Like, what are you guys? What, what's, what's in store for Big River Paranormal? Well, Halloween is coming, so we are very busy right now. Yeah. Let's see. Well, Mariah gets married on Sunday, and then after that, life gets kind of crazy for us. So, on the let's see, the fourteenth, we have an investigation in Woodland, Washington with the reflector, which is the like North Vancouver, North Clark County newspaper. They called me and they wanted to do an investigation just to write a story about it with us for Halloween. It's cool. Yeah. And then on the 21st, we're going to Oregon state university in Corvallis to investigate okay. some of their haunted areas. And then on the 28th, we're going to do the reveal there for a big presentation with about 300 students i guess so that should be oh, pretty that's fun neat. Yeah. that's really cool yeah. that's awesome yeah i gotta should... admit when i hear you say oregon state university i'm not gonna lie i'm from tucson arizona 
So I'm an Arizona Wildcat fan. It just kind of hurts my heart a little bit, <laughs> but but they're great. They're it's a good it's a good place to, in Arizona. So. Yeah, we're down to the pack two now. So oh, know. I know, I know. <laughs> well, that sounds like a whole other day. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you have a podcast yourself, don't you? I do, and it's coming to radio soon in the Vancouver area on KXRW. It's called Hassling the Paranormal. Oh, that's a cool play. I yeah. like that. Yeah. That's really neat. Yeah, my friend came up with that. Really? Because <laughs> awesome. I was trying to think of a name, and he, he came up with it, and then I couldn't think of anything better. So that's what we oh, were yeah. went with. Play on, play on words. Ours yeah. is pretty easy. <laughs> Generation <laughs> X, because that is just what the heck we are. <laughs> There's no hiding that one. Uh, but, well, listen, thanks for thanks for carving out some time. We had a great time. No I hope problem. you did. Yeah, for um, sure. You know, we uh, we look forward to speaking to you again, and and best of luck to you and and to the Taps family. And you know, if we if we don't speak again before Christmas or any of the holidays, have a good holiday season. And you're up for the busy season with Halloween, so you guys have a good one on that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to catch up on the sleep this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Hope somebody knocks that hat off right. Soon. <laughs> yeah, and I did. I did notice it was a trailblazer hat, so you may. So this someone who's correct. a Damon Lillard fan may not like that too much. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sad today, but, you know, it's yeah, all good. <laughs> I know. Well, listen, thanks, Jason. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll give you some time back. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. That was fun. That was fun. He's a really, he's a really nice guy. Very easy to talk to. If you guys hadn't, hadn't kind of mm-hmm. picked that up. Really easy going. And, uh, you know, I, it, it's cool because you get to kind of, get to kind of talk to somebody who's done a lot of different things and has a different, you know, approach to things. Um, so how'd you feel about it? Yeah. Very nice guy. Um, I like that, you know, they're part of the taps family team. So they have like certain regulations that they right. have to follow. Yeah. So you don't get any of that like crazy TV type of stuff that you see sometimes <laughs> so that they have to follow some, some guidelines, but they do do it for free. Um, right. So if you're in that area and you need help and I think they've, like you said, there's some in Idaho, so they've got mm. different branches. So I think that if you're um, in a different area of the country, you can still reach out and they can yeah. probably get you to someone that can help you. Yeah. And you did mention that TAPS has, like you were saying, mm-hmm. they have branches or however that works kind of right. kind of throughout the States and maybe even international is kind of what he'd said it too, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah. TAPS does. Remember they had oh, the, yeah. the international session. That's right. Yeah. So his website is uh, www.bigriverparanormal.com, and you can go on there and you know find all the information that you need need to find. And I think they also have a Facebook page. Um, you can yeah. probably just search Big River Paranormal and find them. And there, and yeah, yeah. that was fun. Um, we've got some got some good shows coming up. Uh, please, I, I know we say this a lot, but if you're watching, please subscribe or follow because uh, you know. It, we've got a lot of stuff coming up and that would really help us out. So if you could like subscribe that whole fun stuff that everybody says, <laughs> <laughs> but at that rate, we'll, uh, we'll leave you guys with that and we will talk to you guys next week. See you next week. All right. Bye. Music by Carl Casey at white bad audio. Check out our YouTube at generation X paranormal Also, check out our Facebook, Generation X Paranormal Podcast. Love to have you. See you then.